Northfield. And experience art at the Northfield Arts Guild. Visit our galleries, arts festival, and take in a performance at our theater featuring a full season of dramas, comedies, and musicals. The Guild's gift shop showcases unique art from over 100 local and regional member artists. Come enjoy music from the Cannon Valley Regional Orchestra or the 411 Concert Series. We invite you to explore your creativity in one of our classes. All are welcome at the Northfield Arts Guild. To learn how you can be a part, visit northfieldartsguild.org or call 507-645-8877. Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host Paula Granquist, is brought to you by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts. And now, Art Zany, radio for the imagination. Good morning, this is Paula Granquist, and you're tuned in to Art Zany Radio for the Imagination. Thanks so much for listening to the show that celebrates all things creating and stories. We are going to get ready to tune our imaginations together. I'm going to pop on a little music here from the um, fabulous uh, Rush River Delta, and I'm going to start playing some of that. This is called First Step. It's because I want to go ahead and honor the storytellers in our world, and I certainly appreciate all the great narrators that help us to understand ourselves and our each other, our music, <laughs> and of course our worlds. And we've got such great songwriters and a musician today who's going to share his story with us. But before we get to our conversation, let's listen to a little bit of Rush River Delta. This song is called First Step, and it is from their uh, demo recorded in 2022. They are from Maiden Rock, Wisconsin, and this is just, I'm so excited this band is coming down to Northville. I'll give the information on the other side, but let's listen to First Step from Rush River Delta. spectacular band. I'm so excited they're coming. They are going to be here in Northfield on, uh, let's see, the date is on 
Friday, or, or excuse me, Saturday, April 1st at 7 p.m. at the Grand Event Center. And so I hope that you'll make sure and make some time for them. Joining me on Arts Any Radio, I had a conversation with the lead from that group, Ryan Zwanziger, and he is extraordinary. I'm so excited that you're going to be able to meet him and hear our conversation. Uh, Rush River Delta is um, his group, uh, Ryan, is the acoustic guitar player and singer and songwriter, and he has a whole bunch of songs. He says they flow straight from the American songbook. He's influenced by the deep pool of acclaimed songwriters from his native Minnesota. Zwanziger's grunge and rock background pairs with his slap-and-pop acoustic guitar, styling to afford a unique musical canvas. And through the years of refinement, his signature songwriting elements of pop sensibility, lyrical depth, and melodic hooks carry through his tunes, regardless of the genre. And it was my great honor to be able to have that conversation with him. They are coming again on Saturday, April 1st at 7, so you can get your tickets at thegrandnorthfield.com. Tickets are $15 at the door. It's going to be a night that's uh, to remember. I'm so excited to introduce you to Ryan Zwanzinger on Art Saney Radio for the Imagination. One, I'm so delighted to have you join us here on Art Zany Radio, so I want to welcome you to the show. I understand from information about the concert that you are returning to North, Northfield. So tell us about your connection to Northfield. Well, uh, born and raised, uh, born in the old Northfield Hospital over there that I, I don't believe exists anymore. Maybe it's even apartments or something last that I heard. It's a park. But, yeah. yeah, Way Park is is that hospital uh, used to be there. So oh, you go way back. Way back. Absolutely. All the way back. <laughs> <laughs> and what do you remember about growing up in Northfield? How, how long were you here? I was there for uh, a little over 21 years, so uh, quite a long time. Um, I, you know, I, I remember always having plenty to do as a kid. We, as a teenager, you know, you, you start to, no matter how good your hometown is, oh, I got to get out of this place. You know, and then you move away and you look back, man, I really had it made in that nice little town. <laughs> you know, it was, uh, it was a really pleasant place to grow up. Uh, plenty to do, um, you know, whether it's the parks or the sledden hills or the, you know, the key growing up was such a amazing thing in the teenage years. I, I noticed uh, when I was in town the other day that that's still going. Mm-hmm. And uh, Northfield really does have a lot to offer the youth. It's, yeah, uh, I wonder. Proud if, to call it yeah, I wonder if you had um, any memories of the music scene when you were here in Northfield. I do. Um, growing up, um, it was uh, my teenage years. It's kind of. Uh, the key in some of those local the venues around there is it was what you call the the hardcore music scene was pretty was pretty relevant at the time. Um, so there was a lot of uh, those mosh pits and things that uh, you know I was never really a fan of, even though I was a big guy and I I, I don't like getting elbowed and things. But I did I did go to some of those concerts and enjoyed some of that for a while. That's kind of where I remember the scene being like uh, as a kid, and then. Uh, it started to branch out from there. I remember um, uh, uh, Mark Grundhofer, I remember, started some kind of like jam bands and some things like that. He's gone off to do great things with that, obviously playing with the Big Woo and, mm-hmm. and uh, other groups like that. Um, but, yeah, I, 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 the key is what I really remember um, and as, a, as a youth and how important that was to have that place to go and uh and like-minded kids and i'm just i'm so happy that's that's still there and still going strong yeah in a nicer newer location yeah let's talk a little bit about what what was it that having a place that you could go to how that affected you did that change your uh, musical career do you think well it, it it absolutely did it was um you know you're at that time of life when you're you know what am i into you know and you're trying to figure that out um i played some sports, you know, I enjoyed it a bit, but it wasn't really my thing. And once I started to, uh, once I picked up a guitar and decided that was, was a path I was going to start walking on, um, having a place like the key, you know, you go in and the, they have the piano there and they, you know, um, there was just, you know, like-minded people you could, um, you know, the, a lot of us outcasts would, would hang out and, uh, you know, and, um, 
try to find an 18 year old to buy us a pack of cigarettes. <laughs> you know, the things we did, but, um, it was such a blessing to have that place. Um, and, uh, just like-minded people find your space. That's so important just, so that you can explore things. And it sounds like you started with the guitar and learned to play. And it, is that where it branched off into thinking about bands or what were some of your first gigs when you were just starting out? First gigs. Well, I could, you know, the guitar, the guitar happened, came to me uh, by complete chance. I, I went to a, a friend's house and, um, and he played <laughs> Smells Like Teen Spirit by Nirvana on, uh, on his guitar. And I thought that was really cool. And he said, well, I can teach you that in five minutes flat. It's, you just do this and you do this. And, and oh, wow, I learned how to do it. And he said, by the way, I just got a new guitar and I'd like to sell this one. So how would you like to buy it in this little amp for $50? And I said, well, sure. And that was, uh, that was the start of it all right there. Um, I rode that, my bike home from Waterford is where he lived. And I managed to carry a guitar and an amp while riding my bicycle home and, and uh, never looked back. To say, uh, my first gig ever was with a group, uh, a couple of couple of buddies, a drummer and a bass player, and we played upstairs at the Rubenstein one Saturday afternoon. I think we may have been 15 years old, and uh, in a band we called No Control. Weren't we cool? Sir. <laughs> It's a punk band of sorts, you know. Yeah. Actually, not a terrible name for a little punk band. For <laughs> no, not at all. I love that story of you uh, and and how it happened that you were, you know, just in the right place at the right time where somebody was selling a guitar and and it just it made its way back to your house on your bicycle and the rest is history. Absolutely. Yep. Yeah. And that, no intention of anything that day. It wasn't. I was out seeking guitar. It wasn't. You know. It just. Yeah. Something about hearing that song, and that's why yeah, I'm Nirvana guy for life. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> and you started uh, playing, and and when did the writing of songs come in into your world? Um, I'd say immediately. Um, actually, I my neighbor across the street uh, from where I lived. I used to live on uh, West Eighth Street, on the corner of Linden and Eighth down there, and. Uh, my neighbor at the time, uh, I don't, he's not there anymore, but neighbor Gary was a, a guitar instructor. So I took, um, oh, probably four or five lessons from him, learning the chords, a couple of scales, the dreaded bar chords, you know, that kind of thing. But I remember my first assignment, he sent me home day one from my first uh, guitar lesson, uh, taught me the cowboy chords, you know, you're your A, your C, your D, your E, that kind of thing, and sent me home and uh, asked me to write something uh, with those with those four chords. And I did. I actually came up with a catchy little thing and uh, brought it back to him. He was quite impressed, and he encouraged me to keep going. And, and uh, I've never stopped. <laughs> so. I think that's again. Look at look at the the fortuitousness of of having a person who lives across the street who teaches lessons and an an instructor who, you know, gave you that assignment of write a song. And I think if as a kid you think, of course, I'm going to go home and write a song. And then as you get a little older, it gets a little harder to think about that. And it, it maybe has as songwriting. Uh, how has it been for you as you've you've progressed through the years? Is it uh, anything in particular that inspires you, or do you still start off with a couple chords and then see where it takes you, or pick a word, an image, a uh, instrument, something something that launches into a song? Um, I guess you know it's probably uh, it's changed. It's been you hear a lot of songwriters talking about this. Yes to all. It's kind <laughs> of like, um, but it it started um, really started writing at fifteen, sixteen, and I was just. Just nonstop. Um, I remember we we got that that show at the uh, the Rube there. We got it booked before we even knew enough song to fill the two hour <laughs> window we were supposed to perform. So I remember I had about two weeks to uh, write an album's worth of material um, to play along with the covers that we were planning on playing. And I went ahead and did it. I wrote like probably fifteen 
20 songs in those those two weeks and uh just just when i added about anything and everything and um a couple of those i still um have around to this day which is which is kind of crazy most of them just kind of flew off into the ether i don't recall um but it was it was easy as pie for me when i was when i was teen um something about it the the wellspring was you know it was flowing and i had that connection to whatever's giving you that creative force um probably slowed down a little bit and went back to uh critique a lot of things um in my late teen years and um and went on to have relationships get a little older and spend as much time doing it um and then married young divorced young and then wow the the gates open back up again for songwriting i'd say between uh 2005 and 2008 i wrote probably 25 30 songs um, wow. a lot of which are still around today and um yeah just you know so sometimes it takes going through something like that to just you know you you almost have to write that i i find it therapeutic when any time something like that in life happens whether it's loss or you know whatever um writing about it and getting it out putting into a song i feel like i can finally that's my healing process i can finally set it down and walk away okay i express that in the song awesome i've got this song to look back on that with now set it down and move on um and then there's the times like you said you know um whether it's you sit down and you pick up your instrument and um a riff comes out that inspires something or it can be a phrase that you then reverse engineer the entire tune out of that um lately i've been more uh, I'll pick a th- kind of a. I try to go bigger. I, I try to. I try to find the whole theme of the song. I see the movie in my head, and then uh, and then write it back from there. Um, uh, my latest one is called uh, "Burn Me Slow." Is is the title of it, and it just came across at a band practice. Our guitar player was uh, going through his little loop pedal, and he had this this progression and these couple of hooks that he'd put together for something and the little burn me slow melody came into my mind. I thought, well, what is, what are those lyrics? What, where, where do I, how do I reverse engineer that? And I, at first came to me like, you know, you hear people talk about a slow burn, like some of those songs that are just mm-hmm. a nice kind of progressive slow burn. Yeah. That's kind of the theme of the song. But then I, I thought about, um, how I, I'm not growing up, uh, growing up uh, somewhat in the church and and liking the idea of a loving God, but then seeing the contrast to the the rules and the dogma and the uh, you know uh, you can't do this, you can't do that, you can't marry who you love, all these kind of things. I, I, that never sat, sat right with me. So that's what I ended up doing with this burn me slow song. If you're going to burn me for dancing, if you're going to burn me for living, if you're going to burn me for loving, then burn me slow. You know, it's kind of a, <laughs> kind of that, <laughs> if you, you know, I love that yeah. insight. You're yeah. Bringing us into. So it was, that's, that's kind of where I'm at these days with song. That's but more in the, the reverse engineering or, um, yeah, see the whole movie and and try to pick the parts and write the script. <laughs> I don't know. Right? How how do you keep yourself uh, receptive to those, or maybe open is the word to to exploring? You know, those various connections that your mind is making to the sound and the, as you mentioned, kind of the you know the how, how the lyrics want to match the music and the shape of the song. Where where do you? Um, know that you're on to something or what, what has, has your practice taught you about that? Boy, it's, um, when you know, you know, I mm. think, um, and sometimes you get a little overexcited about something. You go back the next day and you're kind of like, yeah, it was okay. <laughs> um, <laughs> but I think when you, when you, you know, you know, you, you, 
um, it's for me, I guess when, um, when it just starts writing itself, um, you got to leave yourself open to that and you gotta, you gotta not be hard on yourself as a, as a writer. I mean, although you, you, of course you're your own worst critic and you got to critique your stuff and try to always be better. Mm-hmm. Um, but you gotta, yeah, trust your instincts and, um, just yeah, try to see it through. But it's just so exciting when, you know, something happens with your hands and all of a sudden your mouth, you, you just, that little phrase or that little melody pops out and I still, you know, I get goosebumps every time. It's my favorite activity um, outside of, you know, playing with my kids and whatnot. So what, what I get the biggest kick out of is it's, it's always been songwriting that, that time when it's, it's a fresh idea and you see it all coming together. I, there's nothing I enjoy more than that. It's just, I don't know. It's it's playing make believe, and it's taking something that didn't exist, and all of a sudden now it exists. It's it's pulling that from the ether, and you know, it's like all songwriters say, you you can't take credit for these things, really. I mean, as hard as you might work at them, they they come from somewhere else. <laughs> you know, that's I think that's an amazing lesson for everybody who's listening, and even whatever your creating process is. You have some really good advice in, in there for people to grab onto. And folks, if you're just tuning in, we're talking with Ryan. Now, here's something I did. Usually I ask ahead of time how to pronounce a last name, and before I recorded the interview, I forgot. So I'm going to take a shot here. Zwanziger? Did I? Oh, wow. You nailed it on the first time. I was a little nervous there. Uh, so, folks, this is Art Zany Radio. You're listening to, I love your name. It, it has a lot of Z's in it, Zwanziger. And we are talking about um, the performances of Rush River Delta, which is coming to Northfield April 1st. Very exciting at the Grand Event Center at 7 p.m. And one of the things I saw that I thought we should share with our listeners is a really interesting new event that they have going on there it is the songwriters in the round and you've participated you mentioned a couple of times so tell us about that night it had some great names in the list that i saw for the most recent one what do you do there oh it's been amazing it's um well they they do a nashville style songwriter in the round so it's um uh you get however many musicians on stage i think they've been doing four at a time so um and everybody takes turns telling a story, playing their song, and you go down the line and, and everybody gets three tunes and they've been having uh they've been having um somewhere between I think it's been like seven to nine performers each time. So um you get a good couple few hours of of quality songwriting. I've I've done it three times now and I've been absolutely blown away by the quality of songs and the you know, the different songwriting styles it's mm. just uh it yeah it's inspiring to no end for sure just just sitting up there you, you don't know what these people are going to play you've never met them before you've never heard them before and it's just it's been an absolute treat mark uh, has been hosting it and uh oh i want to say is it ray or roy the sound guy thank you uh, ray Kudre? I name right. <laughs> is it ray Kudre? I believe it might be, yes. I He's believe that's well right. known around here and a great sound artist. Yeah, and is that something that the public is open to or is it exclusive to songwriters? How did you get connected with that? Uh, well, I saw um, a, a collaborator and a good friend of mine, uh, John Curtis Dean, had performed there. And I noticed on Facebook uh, he was performing in that songwriter in the round. And I said, hey, that's my hometown. How do I get involved? Mm-hmm. So he uh, hooked me up with uh, Mark Ross, who's been uh, hosting these events, and uh, yeah, got me in there. So it's it's um, any songwriter, I believe. You know, if if you get on the the Grand's Facebook there and whatnot, um, uh, I, I believe anyone can can get a hold of Mark through there. And um, you know, if you're interested, give it a shot because it's it's great to get on stage and share what you do that's mm-hmm. what it's all about it's it's free to the public you know it's uh go starts at seven and usually goes until around nine thirty or 10 and i'm always on a thursday night so it's, it's a it's a wonderful uh you know free evening out of of uh 
again, you never know what you're going to get. The songwriters are always changing. And um, the, the couple of repeats I've seen, they bring new songs each time. You know, I've performed there three times, so I've performed nine different songs, and that tends to be what folks do rather than repeating their hits, you know. Sure, and so it's, it's... Bringing new stuff to the table. It's a performance as opposed to a like a workshop where you're you're bring something and you you're making changes as you as you perform or is it so it's a song that's completed that you'll tell the story behind making the song. Correct, correct, correct. It's a it's performance, completed performance. Yep. So everyone um, everyone tells the story behind the song and performs and uh, and uh, maybe there's a little banter afterwards and uh, on to the next. It's been a, yeah very supportive. Very supportive. I think uh, a lot of the folks that have been performing are a part of some songwriting workshops that are local to the area, um, which if I had any time, I've, <laughs> I might try to join. But, um, yeah, no time for that these days. <laughs> yeah, that I mean, that's phenomenal. I love that, 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 you know, as an audience member, you would get exposed to, you know, seven or eight different styles of music and hear the background of the song, which... You know, in any time I'm, if I'm at a poetry reading or a, a gallery exhibit or concert, I love hearing that stuff about how things came to be or, you know, just learning about that process and uh, getting some inside, right, you, you, information that yes. you wouldn't get at a concert. Makes more personal, absolutely. Yep, yep. So then you can... And I've been, it's something I've been working on as a songwriter. Right okay, how, how, do I, how do I tell the story behind this song? Mm-hmm. Uh, and how much do I want to give away and how much do I you know, want to let the listener make it their own at the same time. So, um, so that's a new, a new art form I'm working on. Uh, telling the story of your song before you play your song. It's <laughs> not as easy as it might sound. <laughs> you know? Well, that's true. You brought up a really interesting point because you're creating something that is, you know, meant to uh, maybe be a part of your experience, but it's not meant to be autobiographical necessarily. And you're putting out something that you, you know, maybe just because it sounds good or the words rhyme or the, you know, sa- the the banter makes sense when you or the you know chorus has a rhythm that you so so you want certain words that match that 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 piece. So it's not always a um, a story as at per se would be, you know, here's. A, what happened when I walked in here, and then this happened, and then, you know, this, <laughs> it's not linear, right? <laughs> yeah, no, 100%. Yeah, it's, geez, some songs, I I have a song called 12 Years, because it sat around for 12 years, I kept changing, it kept changing, it kept changing, and it's like, I don't even know how to tell the story of that song, don't ask. <laughs> yeah, and, but it would audi- take me 12 years to tell it. <laughs> audiences do appreciate that, being given a little bit of insight into the heart of it. But then you also brought up something that I have some, some friends, poet friends that are very adamant that it's the person who's listening, their experience that matters most. So it doesn't matter what I, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to keep it open for them to, you know, be a part of it and engage with it. So however they see it, that's the right answer. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I feel that's, um, you're going to, certain songs you're just, you're, yeah, you're going to let, let the, the story be theirs you know there's a, there's a couple of mine if i were to perform them there i'd i'd say usually i tell a story but not this time you just go ahead and listen <laughs> <laughs> that's part of it too and we should talk about rush river delta this is this is the band that's coming to northfield and uh it is out of uh was it maiden rock wisconsin right yep maiden rock stockholm pepin wisconsin area there's this lovely little uh 15-mile run in the bluffs of Mississippi here, these nice little towns, and that's where all the band members reside. So how did right you all get together? I apologize, what was that? Well, how did you all get together? Uh, well, uh, I moved out here uh, late 2014 and was immediately impressed by uh, the artists in the area. I mean, not, you know, musically, but the photographer there's there's just Stockholm itself is mm-hmm. is known as quite the the arts community uh they have the Stockholm art fair every year and all that and so uh there's abundance of musicians and very talented very talented ones as time went on I just started to make friendships um you know 
get together with people and jam a little bit, maybe sit in with some people. And um, I always wanted to start a group, but I was I was a little afraid to ask all these folks because they're all so darn good. <laughs> um, and it had been a long time since I had been in a band. I was I was working with a band in Colorado from 2010 to 2013, and and uh, we did we did quite a bit of touring around and a lot of that. So I, but I haven't I hadn't had a band in a while, and I was like I said I was kind of intimidated by some of these players. So it took me actually last year. I kind of silly. I went to the casino and I and I ended up uh, winning a, a decent amount of money. Uh, yeah, it was kind of put a twenty dollar bill in a machine and all these lights went off and uh, yeah, won a few thousand dollars. So I uh, fabulous. Yeah, I, I I decided to uh, rent an apartment uh, in the same building that we're at that was vacant and invite all these musicians to try to uh, make a little record, a little EP, and you know, see if they like my songs. They did like my songs and the. The whole, I kind of bribed him. You know, let's come over. Let's make this little record. I'll, <laughs> I'll buy the food and the beer, and I'll pay for everything, and we'll play this one show, this little CD release show, and then I'll let you guys go. Well, they happened to like the music and happened to want to keep going, and that was my plan, of course, all along. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, but so I got them, and now uh, we've added even more members since. Um, so right now we, uh, we have uh, Nancy Long on drums. Uh, who performs uh, in other groups like Jojo Green and Always Late, and she's a quite the fill-in for a lot of bands around here. Uh, Rich Casey on bass, who performs with the High 48s uh, Bluegrass Group, amongst others. Uh, Ethan Steele on guitar. He's the young buck in the group, 24 years old, mm-hmm. very talented. I call him Captain Hook because he's just got ideas for days. Uh, <laughs> We uh, added uh, Mike Walk on saxophone, very, very talented saxophone player. Uh, Tim Caswell on keys and guitar, who is just one of the greatest musicians on the planet, I have to say. Um, we've been collaborating with uh, John Curtis Dean as well, um, who I mentioned earlier was one of the songwriters that was performed at the Grand every now and again. He's a mandolin player and banjo player and plays harmonica as well as guitar. And then we have the ever-talented Faith Allwelling uh, vocalist who is just absolutely dynamite. She performs with Left Wing Bourbon and Jambalaya. Um, She actually performs with, uh, I I believe, what is it, uh, Musician Talk on Sunday. She's going to be on this next week. With Pauline, is it? Yeah, Pauline Jennings. It's right on yeah. KYMN, so we'll put a plug yeah, in for Pauline's, that. Pauline's, uh, was it Steve, I believe, right? Yeah. He actually plays with Faith in that left-wing bourbon band. He plays drums with her, so there's that connection going on there in the Northfield with her. Um, so, yeah, we come in as a, a seven-piece, sometimes an eight-piece even, and um, mostly playing my original compositions. Uh, we do throw in a, you know, a couple covers throughout the night just to give people that something that they know um they're usually reworked and maybe in a different style or something i kind of like to goof around with covers and make them our own mm-hmm. um, so, primarily we play my own compositions and um been putting some work in so things are finally starting to feel uh you know it takes a little while you get so many pieces together um Where's everybody playing the song? You know who plays when, and we're 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 really getting things dialed in now. So I'm really excited about this show on the first, being able to showcase that. Yeah, it's going to be a great show, and you can hear a little sample um, from RushRiverDelta.com, their website, and definitely you should you can just get tickets right at the door for that. That is Saturday, April first at seven p.m. at the Grand Event Center. I got to ask because I read the bios of your band members and I had a great time reading them. I, I don't know who wrote your bios, but that was a spectacular. That, They're not always that, that entertaining. I got I to take the blame. <laughs> <laughs> it was wonderful. Everybody has nicknames well worth checking out. And there's so much personality in, in those. But I noticed that there wasn't a nickname for you. <laughs> Do you not? Uh. <laughs> Well, yeah, I've um, I've got plenty of nicknames around here. I've been called 
bacon. Uh, I've been called toast. Don't ask me why. Love that, uh, that uh, combo. Uh, it's, it's generally food related. I'm a chef as well, so I, I don't know. Maybe that has something. <laughs> sounds wonderful and uh it sounds like also what, what it told me was that there's there's a chemistry in the band there's a connection you know a good rapport if you will and that's a, a re- yeah that's really hard to come by and so how is it that you know sometimes it's just happenstance again or uh sometimes you have to work on that a little bit tell me how you knew that this was going to be you know rush river delta that you guys were going to come together and make this this group uh you know and do do some stage shows and do do some performing well originally it was i mean it was a completely selfish endeavor on my part like i said i i had these songs and i hadn't played in the band for a while and i I really wanted to get some of these new and old ideas recorded, and the musicianship of these folks around here is just—they're incredible. Um, so at first, it was a, like I said, a kind of a selfish endeavor just to get them together to record this one thing, so I could get it off my chest. And then these folks—some um, of them have played together in different groups around here, or maybe just jamming around a campfire, but. This particular group of people, as talented as they are, and they all live locally, had never performed in a group this size. They were, you know, all gotten together, and uh, I just thought that was going to be fun. Um, we all were all friends. We all know each other. We're all peers, and we're all so we already knew beforehand. We all get along. You know, we hang out and we see each other, and we, you know, so. That right away I knew was going to work. Um, I didn't realize that they were all going to uh, enjoy my songs the way they did and um, enjoy playing with each other to the point that they'd want to continue and, and uh, actually form a band. This was just supposed to be Ryan and the the whoever's make a little <laughs> CD, and it turned into Rush River Delta, and I couldn't be more pleased about that. You know, We were already friends, and, and just being able to get get them on the same room. I can't believe nobody did it before. I was like, why didn't anybody ever try to make a super group around here? There's all these incredible musicians. <laughs> and you but, did. And now how would you describe the sound to people who aren't familiar with the music? And probably it's, it's such a, uh, you know, you're bringing it to Northfield. Uh, what are they going to hear when they, when you come? Well, I'd say, um, <clears throat> We're a, we're a rock and roll band, but we're also, it's, it's, there's a lot of, uh, Americana. Um, I primarily play acoustic. Uh, a lot of it is, it's, um, there's the Americana side of things. There's the straight rock and roll side of things. Um, there's the, the blues and the soul. I, I, again, I've, mm-hmm. I'm a songwriter that's listened to so much that that's, always changing what I'm listening to. Um, so I've been inspired to write, you know, a folk songs or a country song or a rock song or a blues song or a, a jazz number or a this. And it's, so that's what this band is. It's really, um, you know, it's kind of genre bending in a way. You're going to hear a little bit of this and a little bit of that. Um, yeah, like I said, the instrumentation alone kind of, lets you know it's going to be all over the place. Um, but somehow we always, it, it, we sound like Rush River Delta. We don't sound like we're, we're reaching too far. Somehow these, like I said, these musicians are just, they're all so good that they can, they can change genres like hats. And, um, and it sounds like they're always meant to play that genre. So I'm just blessed to have these musicians that I can go, okay, here's a country song. Now let's play this downhill dirty rock and roll tune and come back and uh play this jazz number over here and everybody's on board so that's i mean that range is great and you can hear that when you when you listen to some of the music and i'm thinking as a songwriter when you present something and you're working with the band uh sometimes i'm going to guess they say well how about if i could i should i may i <laughs> add this or you know uh, how about if we change the chord a little bit or you know they they may have suggestions how does that work when you're in rehearsals uh with with a song oh i love it i love it when they when they dive in and they want to make it their own mm-hmm. i mean that's that's what makes a band you know i mean uh you can you can hire the baddest musicians around and they'll show up as long as you pay them but it doesn't mean that they'll 
play with heart or that they'll want to contribute any of their ideas uh, or anything like that. Um, and that's, it's the complete opposite with this group. They care. They seem to really like the songs and they're willing to lend, uh, you know, not only lend their talent, but lend their, their ideas. Maybe they have an original idea. Maybe it's something that they could have used for a different song, but they'll, you know, they'll bring it to the table. Um, and it's, yeah, we've, I've definitely seen these songs take on a whole new life. And I may have had an idea of what I thought the arrangement was going to be or, you know, what instrument was going to be playing this part here and that, you know, you get together with these folks and a lot of that can change. So somebody had an idea. Sometimes they get frustrated with me because they'll rearrange tunes. Well, we just had this down last week. Well, yeah, and then you did something really cool and you made me change the whole arrangement. Sorry. <laughs> yeah, you really do have to be flexible when you're, you know, in that, that you know, learning a new song stage and need to be able to uh, roll with it. And you need to have people who are capable. And, and that part, I think, is um, just always, I think, would be really scary. But when you got folks who can do it really well, it just there's something magic that happens, and it sounds like you've got that with Rush River Delta. Yeah, I'm. I tell you, I'm very fortunate. We all we all seem to be speaking the same language at this at this point in time. So let's keep that going. Yeah, and I know you have a also in addition to the show in Northfield, you have a, a, the Rush River Delta Quartet, which is playing at the Barrel House in Red Wing, which isn't that far away from here. That's on. Friday, March 24th at 7. And so tell me about the, the quartet, because it sounds like, is it just another offshoot of the full band? Yes, indeed. And thank you for that plug, by the way. You did your homework. Much appreciated. <laughs> of course. Um, yeah, the quartet. We, we'll, so the, the main driving creative force these days has become uh, uh, myself and Rich Casey on bass and Ethan Steele on guitar. We have been getting together once or twice a week for um, really the whole winter now and um, working on new material and arrangements and, uh, you know, just oh, there's so many of these people in this band play with a lot of other bands and have lives and everything. So it's hard to get everyone together all the time. But uh, Richie and Ethan and I have been able to make a lot of time to get together. So that's that's where a lot of the we do trio gigs together and stuff. So the band can be basically be, you know, anywhere from me playing solo to us doing the trio. And then when we want to play some rock and roll, get a little louder, we'll bring Nancy in on drums and, uh, and we can, you know, uh, play just fine as a four piece. Of course, it's nice to have a little extra accompaniment sometimes. Sure. But, um, well, I'm going to tell you the perfectly full sound as a four piece rock and roll band. So that's what we'll be bringing to the barrel house, and it's it's always fun. We just kind of let our hair down on, on those four piece gates, and uh, yeah, well, see I'm what happens. Tell you that Nancy, the bio of Nancy, makes me just want to go and learn more about her because <laughs> she sounds like a just a, a great uh, uh, you know the on percussion just does a great job and is a master at what she does, and uh, I love that about you know the way the story that you told about your band. Oh, she's a monster. Absolute monster. She's such a secret weapon. Uh, we're, yeah, we're lucky to have her on board. And um, she plays with a, a group out of the cities with JoJo Green. Uh, very good. And um, she she is happy to lend her talents to us when she isn't uh, off with them. And I, I tell you, she harmonies. She's got great ideas and arrangements. And then, you know, she's always driving the bus back there. And, <laughs> and uh, you know, we start getting a little off at times. Nancy pulls us back in and gets us right back to where we need. So, yeah, she's, uh, she's a champ. She's a monster. That's incredible. Incredible. And it feels like, too, I'm, I'm, I'm kind of excited from, you know, a fan perspective of, of live music that we're moving into that phase where things are getting a little bit back to 
I, I don't know, normal's not the right word. What is normal? Nobody knows what normal is. Uh, but it, it, I think the audiences are ready. The the musicians are ready. And it's time to come out, right? And to uh, be in that venue again where you get to hear live music. Because there's nothing like it. You can't you can't replace that. You know, and you can listen to a great oh. album, but you hear it live. And it just, that whole experience is so worthwhile. Uh, from from your perspective as, as a musician, uh, what, what have you played any other shows? What are you finding that the audiences are, are like since we've gone through this pause and now we're back starting up? You know, um, it was, yeah, it was interesting getting back to it at first, you know, you're doing a lot of patio gigs, you're doing these things, but I feel, um, oh, everybody's just so, so thrilled to get back to it. I, I, for instance, I hadn't gone out and seen, you, you, you play so many concerts yourself and that kind of becomes, you know, a lot of musicians, we, we don't go out to see a lot of live music. Mm. <laughs> you, know, you don't, you don't have the time or whatever. Um, but just myself, I went up to the D- Dakota Jazz Club, uh, <clears throat> excuse me, a few weeks ago and saw Anna Popovich, um, incredible blues guitarist in her group. And, and you know, that was really the first time I was in a, a place like that since the pause, as we'll put it. <laughs> and, uh, you know, yeah, the normalcy of it, the, yeah, it just feels so good. The crowds have been great since, you know, we've been, we've been out playing, um, I, it's, it just feels so good to be doing it again and, uh, give that energy from the folks coming back at you. Nothing like it. There's nothing like it. It's like, it's like I remind my band every time we go up there, it's like, remind me, like, remember, they call it playing music for a reason. <laughs> we're right. playing. We're here to play. It's like, remember when you were five years old, you know, going in the sandbox and the monkey bars and you didn't want it to ever end. And you're like, Oh mom, that's going, I don't want to come in. <laughs> like that's the mentality I try to get in and that's, and get the band in. And that's really where you go organically. That's why those, when it's happening, you see these grins on the band's faces. It's because we're, we're in the sandbox, man. We're, on, we're swinging on the monkey bars. We're doing, we're finally back to that childhood state of play. And that's, that's what I do, and I think that's what it brings, you know, uh, the crowd to as well, uh, when they when they really, you know, let themselves go and be a part of the music. I feel like you know, that's what it does to me when I go see a good live band and I really let go. It's I'm back in the playground. <laughs> that is my favorite description of live music ever. I wow, that we can't end on anything better than that. And folks should definitely come out and see Ryan Zwanziger at the Grand with the Rush River Delta, and Little Wing too is is going to be there as well. That is at the Grand Event Center on Saturday, April first at seven p.m. It's sure to be a fabulous night. Thank you so much, Ryan, for joining me on Art Zany Radio. Oh, thank you, Paul. It's been it's been a treat. Thank you so much. Of course, folks. I want to thank Ryan Zwanziger for being a part of it. Let's listen to some music from Rush River Delta. Here is "Train of Hope" on Arts Any Radio. This is one of their tunes from their live from Apartment Five, and you're gonna like it. Here it is, "Train of Hope."
That is Rush River Delta, and that was Train of Hope, and I hope I will see you on April 1st at the Grand Event Center. It's starting at 7. Rush River Delta and Little Wing will be there, and we're going back to live music. Thanks again to Ryan Zwanziger. It was a delight, and I think he had some great advice for everybody out there. Such a pleasure to uh, listen to him. I hope that you always remember that we are all storytellers and that you always add some art zany to your life. Thanks for listening, and in the meantime, until next time, enjoy your imagination. You've been listening to Art Zany, radio for the imagination, with your host, Paula Granquist. Art Zany is brought to you each week by the Northfield Arts Guild and by the Paradise Center for the Arts in Faribault. The Paradise Center for the Arts is a vibrant cultural and artistic gathering spot in historic downtown Faribault. The Paradise is committed to offering high-quality visual and performing art opportunities for Faribault and our region. Regular events spotlight some of the best artists and musicians in our area and throughout Minnesota and the Upper Midwest. Our beautifully restored facility includes art galleries, classrooms, clay and textile labs, a gift shop and rehearsal spaces, in addition to a 300-seat auditorium. Visit ParadiseCenterForTheArts.org for a full schedule of events or call our box office at 507-332-7372. 